tonight's message is called wait a four-letter word we hate oh, yeah. uh -oh. <laughs> we don't like it man is always trying to make god in man's image we want him to think like we do. We want him to talk like we do to us. We want him to be very gentle and sweet to us when he comes to us. We want to make him in our image. Have you ever heard someone say, well, I know I'm not God, but, <clears throat> We forget that God's ways are not our ways. They're not like our ways. His ways are not even close to being like our ways. We question his ways, and we want them to align always with our desires. <laughs> I know I'm not God, but is just another way of saying that I would do it differently if I were. And that's really kind of ridiculous if you think about it, because, you know, he gives us this little spot, this little place of life that we live, and we can't even get that right. And yet we think we want to be able to step into his shoes and that somehow we can do everything better. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so we say a prayer. And we want things to happen right after we say that prayer. Get moving, God. I said a prayer. Get moving. Right? I want it. I want it now. I want it right now. What's the holdup? I said a prayer. What's going on? Did I say it wrong? Do I need to adjust the way I said it? Is there some secret formula to get you to do what I want you to do? I, I want my prayer answered. Anyone here not want their prayers answered? Oh, I don't want my prayers answered. Anyone? <laughs> no, we all want our prayers answered. But the problem is, is we want them answered in our time and in our way. And that's not, we can't control God. We cannot control God. So we wait for things to happen, and when they don't happen in our time, we get upset. And we will take them sometimes into our own hands. And if it's not man manifesting quick enough, we're like, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not hearing him right. Maybe I need to do it this way or that way. Or let me just step out. You know, God, I want to get this thing moving. And so I'm going to start doing some things. And I just want you, Lord, to approve of whatever I decide I'm going to do. Anyone ever done that? <laughs> I'm just going to move out, and I'm going to move on this. I'm not really hearing from you yet, but, you know, I'm sure it's what you would want. And then when it falls apart, who do we complain to? That's right. We complain to God. It didn't work out the way we were expecting, and we have the audacity, the nerve, after we've just never, we haven't listened to him, we haven't gone to him, we've been too impatient to wait for him, and we 
turn around and we want to blame him when it all falls apart. No matter how badly we want to take charge, at some point, every one of us realizes <clears throat> that we do not have the final say of any outcome or of how long it's going to take to receive that very best answer from God. We begin to realize we're not in control. We don't like it. We want to be in control. But eventually it's going to dawn on us, it dawns on every one of us, that we are not in total control. And if we're smart, no matter how badly we may want something or how badly we might not <laughs> like it, we're going to recognize that if we want things in our lives to go correctly, to go right, we're going to have to wait on God. We're going to have to rely on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And then it'll go right. And then it'll go right. God's timing is always best. Our God, he's merciful. He's trustworthy. Do we believe that? He's compassionate. And his mercies are constantly new. And sometimes God says, wait. He makes us wait. If we're obedient and if we don't run ahead of God, we don't run ahead of the Holy Spirit, then we will see the Lord's faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22 through 25 says, the, through, through the Lord's mercies, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. The Lord is my portion. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him and I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. Amen. The souls that seek him will find him. Amen. Hope, wait, and seek. <clears throat> Not turning here. Oh, wrong button. There we go. Psalm 135 says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word... I do hope. We got, can't ignore his word. We can't just make up whatever it is we expect the Lord to do. It has to always align with his word. So when we come into agreement with what these two scriptures that I just read say, then we ourselves can say, I will wait expectantly. I like that word expectantly. I will wait expectantly. I will wait and I will be patient. I will wait for him. He is my hope. I will seek him. He is my portion. He is mine. Can you say that? He is mine. No one can take my portion away. No one can take my portion away 
I will not refuse my portion. I will not refuse mm. it. I will unite with the Lord who is my hope now and who is my assurance forever. It's a beautiful promise we have. I will seek him. I will continue to pray, to search the scriptures, to read the Psalms. And I will tell my God, not how to do everything. I will tell my God. He is worthy. Amen. That he is trustworthy. Amen. Because I know he is. I'll spend extra time hanging out in his presence while I wait. Extra time. And I will go deeper with the Holy Spirit of God. I'll go deeper. I'll ask him to show me how to go deeper with him. <clears throat> when we spend time with God, what happens to us? When we spend time with God, we grow in our love for him. We grow in our trust of him. We remember that he has all the answers when we spend time with him. So instead of running ahead of God, may we practice listening. We talk a lot when we pray. We talk a lot. And I want to say, let us practice listening. Listening because we know him, and so therefore we know the shepherd's precious voice. We know the shepherd's voice, and we can practice in saying yes to him. We want him to always say yes to us, but we can practice saying yes to God as we spend that time with him and as we listen. When he speaks to our hearts, when he speaks to our minds, when he speaks to us through his word, we listen and we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. As we continually seek his face and take our rest in him, what can we be assured that God is doing as we're taking our rest and waiting? Whatever your needs are, whatever you are requesting for yourself or for others, as each day unfolds and as time marches on, marches forward, God is preparing everything. Can we believe that? He's, be he's preparing everything, and we need to believe that because God is preparing everything, and that includes you and me. He's preparing us. His word says in Proverbs, keep aiming it that way, I need to aim it this way. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord, we know this, 
with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So are we waiting for a loved one to come to the Lord? Are we relate, waiting for a relationship to be mended or to improve? Are we waiting for a good report from a doctor? Are we waiting for an emotional or a spiritual healing to take place for us? A job or a promotion in your job? A spouse, maybe. Or to have a child. Whatever we are waiting for, we need to give that up to God. And we need to seek him continually. And we need to wait until he tells us to move. Remember, nothing is too big or too small for God. Nothing is too big or too small for our God. Matthew 10.30 tells us that even the hairs on each of our head is counted. He knows everything about each and every one of us. And surprise, he still loves us. He still loves us. God is working on us. He's working on us while we wait. The Holy Spirit is teaching us. Let's be good students. Let's be good disciples of our Lord. The Holy Spirit is teaching us one very big lesson all the time, and that lesson is to die to self. Another thing we don't like, but he's teaching us to die to self, to selfishness, to die to selfishness. That part of us that Paul calls the sinful nature, we all carry it. And we don't have to follow it. That part of us that always wants instant gratification. We don't want to wait. That self, the old self, that thinks we know what is best. That self that tries to figure out the mind of God without getting to know him through his word and through seeking him in prayer. Who has known the mind of God? That question is asked in scripture. The prophet Isaiah had something to say about that in Isaiah 40. And we're going to read most of it. So if you have your Bible with you, you might want to turn in there or on your phone to Isaiah 40. And we're, like I said, we're going to read most of it. You know, a day is going to come. A day is going to come uh, where there's going to be no more waiting. A day will come when God alone will be our king and we will be one people, God's people. And all of this, all of these concerns that we have right now, every one of them will pass away. We will no longer have these concerns. But right now, we will wait. Then we have no choice. We will have to wait. Right now, we have to wait till that day arrives. We have to. We don't have a choice. And we should live every moment with our Lord, aiming for that, that we will look to him and put our choice on the back burner as we wait. What do you have for me, Lord? 
So we're going to look at Isaiah 40, and we're going to begin at verse 12. And as we're doing this, please, let's remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves and let it really, really sink in who it is we have been called to serve. Let's pay attention to God's word. Who it is we have been called to serve. Nothing and no one has ever or will ever compare to the awesome God we serve. Amen. Correct? Amen. Isaiah 40, beginning at verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust in a measure, the dust of the earth. Who has weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel? And who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge? and showed him the way of understanding. Skip down to verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. It is he who stretches the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent for us to dwell in. He brings princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted, scarcely shall they be sown, scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth, when he will also blow on them, and they will wither, and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me, or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these things, who brings out the hosts by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor grows weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. 
Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But who? But those who call on and wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is our God. This is our God. Wait, he says, and we will rise up, rise above all of our circumstances, wait on him, and he will renew our strength. Pursue him, and he will keep us from fainting. Praise God, he tells us that we will soar. I like that word, soar. Ornithologists say birds have three methods of flight. Flapping, gliding, and soaring. Flapping, like a hummingbird, is very, very tiring. They can only flap for very short periods of time and then take a rest. Gliding offers rests for most birds. So what they do is they'll flap, 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 glide. Flap, 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 glide. And as they're flapping their wings, they're dropping. As they glide, they drop. They start getting lower, so they flap, 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 and then they glide some more. Slowly, slowly moving forward, flap, flap, glide, over and over again. Very few birds, though, can soar. Eagles can soar. Their wings are large and strong. They're capable of catching the rising currents of warm air with those large, strong wings. These are the thermal winds that rise up from the earth and they go straight up from the earth. And these warm currents that rise allows eagles to soar to very, very, very great heights. Very great heights. Eagles have been clocked at moving 80 miles per hour, quicker than even maybe a few people we know in the room, uh, on I-95. Um, <laughs> they've been clocked at going 80 miles an hour. That's really fast. That's really fast. At 80 miles an hour without flapping their wings at all. Soaring up there on invisible currents and columns of warm air. And guess what? God's word compared us to that. He wants us to soar. Amen. He wants us to soar. Your answers to prayer may be unseen right now, but what is unseen is going to materialize. It's going to materialize. Wait. The day will come when the winds of the Holy Spirit of the living God blow, and you're going to catch that current. And if you wait, it will happen. It's those who wait. 
God's at work in us in the secret place, renewing us and growing us day by day. The waiting time is the time of renewal, the time of growth. Don't despise the waiting time. Don't hate the waiting time. Even while we wait, he will lift us up above it all. And while we're waiting, he will give us spiritual eyes, spiritual eyes to see beyond our circumstances. He's able. He's able. Our Lord is everything Isaiah said, right? And he's much, much more than even that. So we wait with him. And as we wait with him, the Holy Spirit of God works in each and every one of us to make us strong in the faith, victorious over sins, and against every spiritual foe that tries to bring battle against you to tell you it's not going to happen. The Lord will bring victory through the Holy Spirit of God as we walk with him, as we wait with him, as we trust in him. He will bring us through all trials of every kind, teaching us righteousness and how to honor him. Our just and holy God just and holy God. That's who we serve. He'll show us how to do it in every aspect of our lives. Waiting is not sitting idly. We're almost finished. Waiting is not sitting idly. I hope that you received that. We wait keeping an inner vigil. An inner vigil believing all the promises of of our Lord, waiting on the Lord with expectancy. We wait with him. Yes, he is our hope and we can be expectant. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Waiting, like we said at the beginning, doesn't sound so bad when we remember who is with us. We can't forget that. When we remember who is with us and when we remember what he is doing in us as we yield to him. We are made to walk in the spirit do you agree with me when I say that? You were made to walk in the, in the spirit and to experience the heavenly heights that we've been talking about, to experience that ability to soar, to move on the winds of the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants for us. So wait on the Lord and be ready to soar on wings like eagles, knowing that your answer is coming. Your answer is coming. Know it and believe it. You yeah. asked and you asked according to his word and your answer will come because he's a promise-keeping God. He's a promise-keeping God who keeps his word and his word is can be trusted and he will give you the perfect answer. So let's praise God now for he is...